Today's show is brought to you by the Nutritional Therapy Association. The NTA trains and certifies nutritional therapy practitioners and consultants with a nutritional foundation that emphasizes the body's innate intelligence and bio-individuality because they know that a one-size-fits-all approach to nutrition does not exist. The NTA curriculum focuses on the importance of properly prepared, nutrient-dense whole foods paired with a well-balanced lifestyle. Sound familiar? I love this program so much. Throughout their program, students learn a wide range of educational tools and techniques to identify and correct nutritional imbalances and deficiencies, and students graduate with the education and skills needed to launch a successful career in holistic nutrition. May enrollment for the NTA's Nutritional Therapy Practitioner Program, or their fully online Nutritional Therapy Consultant Program, is currently open through April 26th. You can head to www.nutritionaltherapy.com to get more info. The NTA's annual conference, Roots, is also happening March 1st through the 3rd in Portland, Oregon. I've attended in the past and can honestly say that it was one of the most educational and inspirational nutrition conferences I have ever been to. No joke. You can go to the nutritionaltherapyconference.com to register. You do not have to be an NTP to go. All are welcome. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. I am your host, Cassie Joy Garcia, and today we're back with a little geeky skincare, not sorry, <laughs> not skincare science, although I guess what we're talking about today, today could actually yield some skin results, some healthy skin. We're talking today about healthy protein, geeky protein nutrition facts. That's what I wanted to say. This is a question that I get a lot. And the base of the question is, okay, I hear you. I want to switch my family, our groceries over to healthier option. I really understand why, but it's so intimidating because of the price tag. If I go to the store and I buy nothing but organic and grass-fed and wild, then I feel like I can feed my family for two nights before I've blown our grocery budget. And I hear you, I really, really do. And so what we're gonna talk today about is really how to prioritize your protein budget. And then we're gonna give a good amount of background information on what you might want to know leading up to that decision. And at the end of the day, I, you know, do you do you. You do what makes the most sense for you and your family. I can tell you at the end of the episode what I do with my family. Let me make a note of that so I don't forget. Um, so I can make sure to recap on that so you have a good idea of you know, how we, how we make real life decisions. Okay, so why are we talking about animal-based proteins only? I'm, that's all I'm focusing on on this one. I'm not gonna talk about vegetable-based protein sources. And that is because, and this is my nutrition expertise slash bias because everyone has their own, at the end of the day, I really do believe that animal protein is the best form of protein for the human body. It is the most, according to the literature that I have studied, the most bioavailable source of protein. I'm talking about eggs, uh, some dairy, you know, we could really debate that. We could really, you know, split hairs, but definitely meat, fish, and poultry. 
Meat-based proteins also have no limiting amino acids, unlike their cousins on the plant-based side. So for example, soy does not have a complete amino acid profile. And that's really why we need protein, right? That's why we need a, a, some kind of protein on our plate is because it has amino acids that make up that larger pretty protein. And those amino acids, all of them, the full spectrum of them is what our body really needs to regenerate cells and all kinds of good things. And this is based on the consideration of the protein digestibility with a corrected amino acid score combined with anti-nutrient considerations and incomplete protein status. So for example, when we're talking about plant-based proteins, there are a lot of anti-nutrients that are incorporated into plants. It's a totally normal um, line of defense. So when you think about nature, you think about let's let's zero in on a cow a cow one of its forms of um goodness avoiding predator or avoiding being eaten is that it can walk away from you right a cow can walk away from you it can run away from you it can hide it can move itself so it has that advantage but a plant growing out of the ground doesn't necessarily it cannot walk away from you it can't it can't hide it, it, it can't move itself so what um, the way that these little little guys evolved over time or were designed is they have their own anti-nutrients built into them. So if you eat too much of it, maybe you get a stomach ache, something like that that would deter from that um, vegetarian, omnivore, whatever it is, herbivore from eating some more of it. Uh, so that's that's what we would call an anti-nutrient found in a plant. So those are that's kind of what's gone into this background. Plus, if we're looking at protein density, um, we need a much smaller amount of animal protein to get the amount of grams of protein we're looking for versus plant-based. Okay, so what are some main sources of animal-based protein? First up, we have eggs, the incredible edible. We have milk or dairy and other dairy products. We have red meat. Okay, talking, we're talking bison, we're talking bovine, we're talking, what else is red? Um, there's all kinds of options out there, but I just got you the two. We're talking um, fish and, of course, pork, all of those things, poultry, um, which would include, you know, pastured chicken, which could be one of the, one of the non-pastured chicken actually can be one of the potentially... Um, most unadvantaged, gosh, how do I put this? Essentially, non-pastured chicken, as in conventional chicken, could be, of all of the proteins we've listed so far, that could be the one that could be the most damaging to your health. Um, now, at the end of the day, I don't think that we need to worry about it when we're dining out because you're going to get what you're going to get, and I'll get to, I will talk more about that when I talk about how I actually live my life and make my decisions. But if you're stocking up groceries for your house and it comes to chicken, I highly recommend you look at pastured chicken. That is antibiotic free. Okay, so let's talk about some terms. One of the first terms we're going to cover, grass-fed. I have a pretty extensive podcast all about grass-fed. Actually, I think we've done a couple episodes on it, um, all about grass-fed and what that actually means and how to navigate beef and healthy beefs and why it matters and of course how and then we also talked about budgetary considerations good better best options and something worth noting is that grass-fed does not necessarily mean organic that can be a little bit of a misconception another misconception is that grass-fed that term is regulated because it's actually really 
unregulated because you, the consumer, you're probably thinking you're getting something else than something that's just labeled grass-fed. Because if something's labeled just grass-fed, it could mean that those cows were allowed to eat grass at one point in their lives, but not all points in their lives. So sometimes grass-fed on a label could just be marketing. Grass-finished is a little, that's probably more what you need to look for. Grass-fed, grass-finished. And that means that the cows ate nothing but grass their entire lives. And this is really the ultimate in managed beef options that are out there. Conventional typically means that they CAFO, concentrated animal feeding operations, means that they're fed corn, soy, and other grain-based diets that yield rapid fattening and can also yield a lot of illness. And because of the illness in these kinds of feeding operations, antibiotics are often very necessary. A lot of these cows, again, to increase yield, and I can't blame the business people for doing business, um, but they just really want to make sure that their yield is high as possible. And so they also inject hormones like estrogen and testosterone to help increase growth also. So it, what it yields is a fattier cow that's, that gets there faster, that is pretty pumped up on antibiotics to help prevent it from getting ill and then potentially you know, not being profitable. Um, and because they grew so quickly on such nutrient-depleted um, foods, the actual end product, the actual meat, tends to have less nutrients. And then another term, the last one we're going to cover is organic. And organic, if that's on a label, it means that whatever it was was fed organic feed, but that could include grain. And in addition, organic cows are actually, this is one um, worth noting regulation, organic cows are not, must not be given antibiotics or growth-enhancing hormones. So in order to be certified organic, farmers must supply um, outside access for their cows and document that no pesticides or fertilizers were used on their farm or land for the past three years. So if you cannot, if so let's, you know, let's make this applicable. What does this mean? You're at the store and you're looking at grass-fed, grass-fed, grass-finished, conventional, or it won't be labeled conventional. It just won't have any of these labels and you'll see organic. If the grass-fed, grass-finished option, because that's the, that's the one we want the most, right? If the grass-fed, grass-finished option just blows your entire budget, take a peek at the organic option. I would actually probably go there first and take a look at the organic beef, uh, red meat, pork options that are out there. And if that um, if it's within your budget, go that way. And if that one doesn't, then look to just the plain grass-fed one. Chances are it's probably going to be more expensive than the organic because, again, marketing. They think that people will pay more for that grass-fed logo on it, even though, like we said, it could just mean that it was fed grass at one point in its life. And then last would be conventional. Um, and if you're going to grab conventional beef, we'll talk about prioritizing other kinds of proteins, but if you're going to grab conventional beef, I encourage you grab a leaner cut of meat because if we're going, uh, the fattier tissues in, in red meats are really what hold on to and store a lot of those things that we want to avoid in conventional animal proteins. So those hormones, um, the antibiotic uh, residue, the any of the other inflammatory properties, that might have found their way into the meat um, are more prevalent in the fattier tissues. And so 
gravitate towards leaner cuts if you're buying conventional beef. Okay, so what are some other proteins and how do we navigate them? When it comes to seafood, I really encourage you go to, so seafood, canned seafood is much less expensive than fresh and you could find some really stellar canned seafood. So it will be certified by like the Marine Stewardship Council, the MSC. It has a little blue MSC logo with a blue check mark. You can look for those on cans. Look for uh, wild. Look for when it comes to tuna. We want line caught tuna, not net caught. Um, so look for line caught tuna that's MSC certified. That means that it is a sustainable choice. And there are some times that sustainability for sometimes you can find farmed seafood that's actually a really good healthy choice a more sustainable choice than necessarily wild wild does not always mean across the board that that's the way to go because you don't know what the conditions are where those wild fishies are are found and so um, a resource there would be the um Oh, Seafood Watch is a really great resource to pull up. And you can keep, you can download that app on your phone, Seafood Watch. It's run by the Monterey Bay Aquarium. It's one of my favorite places, and I will go there one day. I'm determined the next time I'm in California. And uh, download that app, and you can see what are the best seafood choices based on where you are in the country at that point in time. And I think that's a really good one to go by because you might find that farmed salmon from X coastline is actually a really good choice and that might be the more affordable choice at that point in time. Um, other than that, in general, if you don't want to download the app and you don't want to look for logos, you can always just gravitate more towards wild options, fresh, um, as fresh as possible, flash frozen, all of those are great. Okay, when it comes to, let's see, pult, um, you're, we want to look for, of course, ideally grass-fed, grass-finished, uh, herbivores and dairy so pastured raised pork uh, poultry pork and eggs um, and then grass-fed organic and grain finished beef would be next and then we're looking for organic soy free would be um, the next one down we're looking for poultry pork eggs dairy and seafood that would be one to look for and then after that of course follows conventional beef as priority and then last would be conventional poultry pork seafood and eggs and I, I really want to highlight well we'll get to cost effectiveness in a second but I would say if you're looking to source your proteins prioritize number one look for wild and again jump down this list as your budget allows wild would be number one grass-fed grass finished would be two grass-fed organic or grain finished would be three organic and soy free would be four conventional beef specifically would be five and then very last would be conventional poultry pork seafood and eggs today's show is brought to you by pride of bristol bay where you can get truly sustainable high quality nutritious alaskan sockeye salmon delivered right to your door pride of bristol bay's wild salmon is sustainably harvested in the pristine waters of bristol bay alaska their focus team of fishermen are committed to the highest quality and handling standards at the point of harvest, creating the unsurpassed quality and flavor you'll find in every one of their wild sockeye fillets and portions. Each case of their wild salmon is labeled with the name of Bristol Bay Fishing District in which the salmon was harvested. It's the ultimate in traceability. Boxes of supremely fresh frozen fillets and portions are of the highest quality salmon and they're delivered to your door, skin on and already deboned. It's incredible. 
It's hands down the best salmon I've ever enjoyed. You can learn more about Pride of Bristol Bay and support their important work by ordering your first box of frozen salmon, visiting their website over at prideofbristolbay.com. That's P-R-I-D-E-O-F-B-R-I-S-T-O-L-B-A-Y.com. Make sure you submit the discount code FEDANDFIT, all one word, lowercase, at checkout for $40 off. Again, that's FEDANDFIT for $40 off. Okay, so what are some factors to weigh in when you're deciding about what proteins to source and where? This is really where you get to choose your own adventure and and decide what's really best for your family. Of course, budget is going to be of consideration. The amount of protein and meat that your family actually consumes. The availability. So if you happen to live next to a a grass-fed, grass-finished, pastured, um, cow rancher, cattle rancher, that's what they're called, then obviously, and he does cow shares, then that's, that's pretty low hanging fruit. You have really high quality protein with a very low, uh, carbon footprint as far as transportation goes right there next door to you. Um, so your availability is very high. If you live in a what do they call it, like a food desert in certain parts of the country. These are in big cities. These are food deserts that don't have grocery stores. I forget the radius, but I want to say it was something like 10 to 20 miles. There's no grocery store available. And that's so interesting. And these are usually in very, very urban areas. Um, Then obviously it's not going to be quite as available. So you'll take that into account. And then I would also look at the nutritional needs of your family. So for example, Grayson, um, we knew we really wanted to make sure that she was getting enough dietary red meat to up her hemoglobin levels, which are stellar now. Um, But so red meat, really healthy, good sources of red meat was a priority for us. And then cost-effective options. So here, let's get down to it. What are some options to look at if budget is of concern, which it is for, I would assume, everybody? Number one, start looking for cow shares. And I think that it's eatwild.com or .org. We'll link up to it into the show notes. But this is a website that you can go to and you can find cow shares in your area. Now, remember, not all cow shares are made the same. Not all of them are going to have grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And so do some digging and do some research, get to know the rancher, get to know what exactly they're feeding their cows, and then you can decide from there. But that would be the best way to go if you're looking for really high quality protein. And when it comes to when it comes to getting, you know, really high quality nutrients on your plate, the the nutritionist side of my brain really wants you to have at least once a week if not very least twice a month, I would love for you to have some grass-fed, grass-finished beef, red meat on your table and as part of your food rotation at, at least twice a month, if not once a week. And the reason for that is the nutrient, the array of nutrients found in really high quality grass-fed, grass-finished pastured beef, it's just phenomenal and it's gonna do wonderful things for you and I think it's one worth prioritizing. I'm not saying that you need to have it every single day because I understand that can be very expensive, but I would prioritize that at least twice a month. Um, and then after cow shares, which would be the most budget-friendly option, we have, there are other options out there. Butcher Box, for example, is actually where I get my own grass-fed beef. 
and I trust the source. I love the cuts. I love that they're some, sometimes varied, and so I get to experiment in the kitchen. And it's a little bit more of a um, nose-to-tail kind of operation, and that makes me feel really good about it. You can check out stores like Costco, which are now sourcing higher-quality proteins. You know, still read labels, but those are also some options if you're looking to save on proteins. Um, you can focus on seafood, for example, and again, buy in bulk. Pride of Bristol Bay is, I am, yes, they're a partner of ours and we've worked with a couple of times now, but I am a fan. I'm genuinely a fan of Pride of Bristol Bay salmon. I think that the operation, they run it with a lot of integrity. They bring you the best quality product. Have you ever seen salmon? in the store you're walking around at the grocery store and you look in the seafood container and you see that some of the salmon wild salmon is kind it's the color of it is just kind of washed out and it looks a little watered down and not as vibrant pink and red as you would hope and it's it just makes it just doesn't look quite as good and quite as nutrient dense and at the end of the day it probably isn't whereas pride of bristol bay salmon this is not meant to be a commercial i'm just telling you it's such a good deal um you can order a big box of frozen salmon at a time and of course we'll link to link to them in the profile as well the show notes but you can order a whole box of salmon at a time which is a much more economical way of doing it similar concept of a cow share buy in bulk and save and y'all this salmon is it's harvested at the optimal time of the year in pristine conditions for these fish it's just incredible and even the just the color of it is obvious that these are really nutrient dense cuts and this is a relatively affordable way to get some seafood on your table it's much more expensive to go to the grocery store and grab fresh wild salmon than it is to get something like this directly from the the fishermen directly from the guys who are out there on the boats and bringing you this really high quality stuff anyways i would say buy in bulk when it comes to seafood as well and then the last one i want to talk about are eggs believe it or not pastured eggs it's a very cost effective way of getting high quality protein on your plate because if you look at cost per pound let's say you're comparing grass-fed beef or pastured chicken um, or even wild seafood to pastured eggs, it is still eggs. Pastured eggs, the fanciest, not even fancy, but the, mo the, the healthiest kind of eggs that you could put on your table are going to cost you less than any of the other options. So I know that when you're standing in the egg aisle and you're looking at the cartons and you're thinking, gosh, but it feels three times more expensive to buy the pastured eggs than it does to buy the conventional eggs what's the big deal what's the difference it's a huge difference in eggs it's a huge difference and at the end of the day it's costing you three dollars more three to four dollars more though that three to four dollars more is worth it so if you have to pick one protein to upgrade at this point in time for your family my stance is i would upgrade the eggs first and if that's too expensive or if you really just want to double down make sure that you're getting the good stuff go to your local farmer's market i guarantee you you're going to find someone out there that has chickens and if anybody's had chickens we know that those things that i mean they just keep laying and you have a lot of eggs at the end of the day and so i bet you can find some really high quality beautiful eggs at your farmer's market that are also not going to cost you an arm and a leg so that is what i would do and and don't be shy about the eggs. It's going, it's the cheapest, healthy form of protein you can put on your plate. 
Okay, and then I'm gonna close by just sharing a little bit about what we do because a lot of this can seem really overwhelming. You might listen to somebody like me, this nutrition, person who's out there trying to help educate on all the different options out there and talk about micronutrient density, yada, yada, yada. And you might be wondering, yeah, but does she actually eat organic all the time? So here, or grass-fed all the time, here's what we do. Number one, I rely, we actually have, I live in Texas, San Antonio, Texas. We're in suburbia, so we have a good amount of room. And I have a giant deep freeze that we invested in, and it's probably one of my best investments ever. It's this big old deep freeze sits in our garage, and in it, I have it filled with about once a year, my husband and I go in on a cow share, and we want a quarter cow, so just a quarter of a cow, and that's usually where we get the majority of our giant roasts. It's a grass-fed, grass-finished cow. And then we also, I am a longtime butcher box client and partner. I love my monthly butcher box and they send us the steaks and the ground beef and which we also get ground beef from our cow share um, and all the other fun cuts that I don't go to the grocery store for or I wouldn't go to the grocery store for. They also send us the most incredible pork chops. We get about five pounds of chicken from them a month, which is, we eat more chicken than that, but it's a good start. Things like that. Um, and I keep those all in my freezer until we need them. And let's see, what else? What else do I have? And then seafood-wise, Pride of Bristol Bay, we eat a lot of salmon. I love those salmons. I actually, you can either get single servings or you can get full-blown fillets. And I actually prefer the fillet box because I like to just stick a whole one in the oven. It defrosts really quickly when I need it to. And I'll stick a whole one in the oven and bake it up and then we've got it for dinner and then lunch the next day. It's also that kind of salmon. Grayson really likes it and I just love knowing that I'm giving her such great nutrient-dense food. So salmon, that's where we get that. Uh, specialty items like lamb, uh, for example, I like to source from Five Mary's Farms. It's one of my favorite. She's, uh, if you haven't, I have an episode on here where I interviewed Mary of Five Mary's Farms, and she's just lovely. And they take a lot of care and uh, a lot of thought goes into how they're ranching. And so specialty items I will get from them. And let's see, I think that's about it. As far as chicken goes, Primal Pastures does a fabulous job raising really healthy pasture chicken and pasture chicken can be hard to find and so primal pastures is a really great resource for that and then the specialty meats liverwurst for example grass-fed liverwurst which is what we give grayson for breakfast most mornings and oh what else chicken wings pastured chicken wings um soup bones sometimes i will get from u.s wellness meats as they have it available i will also get pastured chicken livers from u.s wellness meats which brings up an important footnote. If you're going to buy and consume organ meats or offal, I think is what how it's pronounced. It's pronounced, or it's spelled offal, but I'm pretty sure it's pronounced offal. Or maybe that's just how I remember it. <laughs> but if you're going to buy organ meats, liver, oh gosh, what are the other normal organ meats? Some people like to eat heart things like that. If you're going to if you're going to do that, I really recommend making sure that it's high quality. I would not go to the store and buy conventional chicken livers. 
right? Because what you're getting out of those, the liver is essentially a filter for the body and trying to scum out all the junk. And if you are consuming a liver from an animal that was given and fed a lot of junk, administered a lot of junk, it's, there's a probability that there's a high concentration of it in that liver. And so I would avoid those even though liver is incredibly good for you and incredibly healthy, make sure you're buying pastured, truly pastured organic chicken livers and US wellness meats is where I find those. And then when it comes to things like breakfast meats, sausages and bacon, I will go with a brand that I feel good about because I don't, sometimes I can make my own sausages out of just ground pork and spices. I have a recipe for that in my first book. Uh, but I also really like, sometimes it's just nice to have it done. Jones Dairy Farm, for example, which is another partner of ours, but I'm also genuinely a fan. I will grab, you can, the ingredients are pretty clean. Um, no antibiotics, things like that. It's like it really hits on the more important items and it's a, it's a convenience item. They're pre-cooked. So it just makes breakfast just really fast in the morning. And you can also, I think you can also find those at Costco right now. So that's kind of what we do. And then of course there are times where I just need dinner on the dang table and I'll go pick up a rotisserie chicken and I'll get the natural version from the grocery store because I don't want whatever they've basted the other ones in. Or sometimes I just need chicken and I'll go and I'll buy the organic chicken, uh, fresh chicken breast or strips or something like that. But always remember, like we said, always try to buy organic or pastured poultry whenever possible. And then of course eggs, if uh, we used to have an egg source that was a neighbor and she got rid of her chicken. So we're back to buying pastured chicken from Vital Farms at the grocery store. And those are really great for the time being until I find another chicken person that's very local to me. And then what else we do through, and then, and then of course there are times that I'm eating conventional beef when we're out at a restaurant. Unless they have it on the on, on the menu, there's a really good chance that you're gonna be served up conventional meat and conven conventional beef, conventional chicken, and I just try not to worry about it. We probably eat out three-ish times a week, maybe more depending on the season or if I'm traveling, and I just try not to stress about it. You know, we, we, we do as well as we can, and when we're home, we can obviously control more. And when I am home, I try to cook as much as possible because I want to make sure that we're getting a good foundation of a healthy diet, but I don't stress about it when we're out and about. And then how do I prioritize, just because it might be relevant to this conversation, the rest of the grocery budget? I So when I go to the grocery store, what do I actually buy? Because a, a lot of this stuff I have at my house already frozen. I'm getting it all delivered from all these different sources, right? Butcher Box, Pride of Bristol Bay, uh, Five Mary's Farms when I want a specialty item, pastured, uh, Primal Pastures for chicken, U.S. Wellness Meats for all the, the other weird cuts. A lot of that stuff comes to my house because I bought it in bulk directly from the source. I'm saving money that way. And so when I go to the grocery store, what I'm actually buying when I go to the store is just a bunch of fruits and vegetables. And maybe, and then of course, um, breakfast meats, things like if I'm grabbing some Jones Dairy Farm uh, stuff to just stock up on. And it's funny, the grocery store folks always ask me if I'm vegan or a vegetarian because my cart is always full of fruits and vegetables. And when it comes to choosing organic or conventional fruits and veggies, if it's something that has a skin, I mean, if possible, try to buy organic across the board. But if that's not 
possible, then prioritize things that you eat the skin of or things that you eat the leaves of. For example, the lettuce that could be sprayed directly with the pesticide. You really wanna buy organic lettuces because you're gonna be eating that leaf directly, uh, especially herbs like cilantro. It's incredibly important that everybody buy organic cilantro because cilantro is a detoxifying herb and will actually hold on to those contaminants more so than just about any other herb out there. And so when you buy conventional uh, cilantro, it actually whole, it's probably more dangerous to you. Even though it seems like a health food, I would definitely avoid it as much as possible. Unless, unless you're at a restaurant, don't stress, live your life. Um, but when you're buying from home, buy organic cilantro. So I'll buy organic leafy greens. I'll buy organic berries because right, because you're eating the skin of that berry. Things that you could probably get away with not eating would be things like bananas, um, you're going to peel the banana, citrus, as long as you peel the citrus, things like that. Things that you're going to peel are good ones that you could, if you need to, buy conventional. And then I'll also buy things like fats, butters, uh, Kerrygold butter is a really good one. I'll buy uh, grass-fed ghee, right? Because we talked about the importance of really good, healthy sources of fat. So grass-fed ghee, which is clarified butter, is a great one. Fourth and Heart is my favorite brand for that. I think that just about covers it all. I hope you guys found that helpful. This was a really fun episode and uh, we'll have the show notes, the full transcript uh, loaded to the website as soon as it's up. And I think that's about it. Thanks for joining me. We'll be back again next week. <laughs>